Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Today I have a very important message. It is a prophetic message. Present truth and prophetic. In other words, it's already happening now. And we're going to see more of it happen in the days to come. I've entitled it Recognizing, Avoiding, and Overcoming Corrupted and False Anointings. We are living in perilous times. In which there has been a preponderance of corrupted and false anointings that have invaded the church according to the warnings of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like you to turn with me in your Bible to Matthew, the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 24, verse 24. 24, 24. <laughs> interesting, interesting uh, 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 reference. Mm, I said, hmm. For there shall be false Christs. The word Christ is just anointing. The Greek word is just anointing. You know, Christ just means the anointed one. There shall be, so let's read it like that. There shall be false anointings and false prophets and shall show. Oh, say, read it somebody. Great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. This is such a graphic warning. And you know, many of us think, and I must confess, some years ago I used to think like that. that ah, I, I, someone like me can't be deceived. No. I mean, by the grace of God, I have revelation knowledge. I know the Bible. But in recent times, I've come to see that if I did not take heed, and I am not continually taking heed to some of the things I'm going to share with us this afternoon. I would have been deceived. The only thing that kept me is the fact that I had been doing certain things. And by doing the right things, I had come to some experiences. So I can now compare what I have with what I'm seeing. Then I can know whether it's false or not. They just... Uh, printed these new Naira notes. I got some in my pocket. <laughs> you know? And uh, one of the reasons, amongst many others, where they say they, is because of people counterfeiting. A counterfeit looks very much like the original. If you don't have a trained eye, in fact, it's more than a trained eye in the banks and also in all, all over the world to detect a counterfeit note. They put it under ultraviolet light. That ultraviolet light will now light up certain security features that have been embedded inside the currency. That's why it's expensive. You don't just use an ordinary printer to print this. You know, and... Then you can then, if, the, if you put the counterfeit under the ultraviolet light, those, every other thing may look exactly the same. But those 
um, hidden security features will not light up, then you know it's a counterfeit. So even, even a person who, who knows, the, who can look and say, okay, all the, all the spellings are correct, all the things, are, everything is the same. So it is with a false anointing, corrupted anointings. It still looks so much like the original. And if you do not have a mind that is enlightened with revelation knowledge, to be a type of ultraviolet light, you won't see the security features, and I'm going to give them to you soon. You know, they won't light up, and then you, you won't know whether it's real or not. Most people think that once wonders and signs are done, it's God. I'm going to add something. The Holy Ghost just told me, and they use the name of Jesus. And we're going to look at the scripture in a minute. So if, if someone says, in the name of Jesus, you devil, come out. And the devil comes out and says, oh, it must be real. Use the name of Jesus. Not necessarily. I'm going to prove it to you from scripture in a minute. You know? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the person rise up and walk. It must be God. Not always. Most of the time, yes. And it depends on a lot of other factors which I will mention. It is very crucial. If we could not be deceived, Jesus would not say so. He said, even the very elect. He's talking about the top guys in the church. The people who are, you know, like Paul and top, top people, you know. That's what he's talking about. He said, if it were possible. Now, they won't be deceived. But he said, it, they too could have been deceived. If not for some of these things I'm going to share with you. If they don't understand these security features and want to look for now, let me give a little background. I want to make a distinction between the corrupted and false anointings. They're actually very similar, but a corrupted anointing is one that somebody had that God gave them originally. But because of the way they were living, the anointing was not corrupted how Satan now came in and mixed his power with that anointing. And the scriptural example is Saul. Uh, there are two of them actually. Uh, Balaam and Saul. But let me zero in on Saul first. Saul was originally called of God, anointed by God. The Bible says he prophesied. It says Saul also among the prophets. Further on down the line... Because of his rebellion, you know, and his stubbornness. Everybody say rebellion and stubbornness. You know, rebellion and stubbornness is not something that is usually talked about in the church. Because most people think, well, you know, the man is just, you know, he just has a mind of his own. <laughs> that is the problem. He's supposed to have the mind of Christ. Hello? You know, when, it, when a person is, is very opionated... Opinionated, yes, he, he likes his own opinion. You know, he's very uh, uh, willful. You know, to some people, it looks like a strength. In fact, you hear uh, somebody wrote a book some years ago, you know, talking about the spirit uh, tempered te te temperament and talking about different kinds of, you know, the choleric, the this and that, that, that all that. You know, you're, you're not supposed to do that, you're supposed to change it. 
So anyway, I don't want to get off on that and get distracted. When a person has, you know, stubborn, that these were the characteristics of Saul. Saul didn't commit adultery. Saul did not commit murder. Saul is not even accused of covetousness. But these two things, he said, rebellion is as witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. We're going to come back to this. Uh, I will say stubbornness, rebellion. These open the gate to a corrupted anointing even more than covetousness, although they're all tied with a short rope. So the Bible says an evil spirit from the Lord came. Of course, we know it's not an evil spirit. God doesn't send evil spirits. It just means an evil spirit that God allowed. God removed his protective hedge. You know, and that anointing Saul had that was from God was corrupted. So, and, the, and then he would prophesy under the unction of that evil spirit. Then, when David would come, who had the spirit of God, and David would, would, would play, and the presence of God, the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people, the spirit of God will come, and that evil spirit will be suppressed or cast out, and Paul, Saul will be refreshed. Then he will prophesy again under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Observe, you have a dichotomy here. You've got the same person operating under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then operating under the influence of an evil spirit because of his rebellion and stubbornness. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to mention this. When he is in the presence, or she, whoever, man or woman, of somebody that has a stronger anointing of the Holy Spirit, the operation of that evil spirit is suppressed. So you find that Saul, when he went to Samuel, and the prophets were, he began to prophesy again under the Holy Spirit. But whenever he was alone, and David was not there, or Samuel was not there, he would prophesy under the influence of an evil spirit. That is what we have in the church today. And I'm sorry to say this, but it is true. It is now endemic. You know what it means to be endemic? When you have a disease that is everywhere. It is so, you know why? Stubbornness and rebellion is so common. People don't even see it as wrong. People feel that, you know, somebody's, you know, if he's self-willed, he's, ah, I like that man, he has a mind of his own. <laughs> There's no such thing in Christianity. You're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And also, the, 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 the hallmark, the, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll say the hallmark of the Christ nature is meekness and lowliness of heart, not stubbornness and pride. And some people interpret meekness as weakness and pride as strength. They interpret rebellion as being um, resilient. <laughs> yes. As the man is doing what, God, what he thinks God told him to do. Everybody must do what they believe God told them to do. No. Everybody must believe what the Bible says God told us to do. 
And if you take the Bible and you twist it to give it some interpretation that is not in line with the Spirit of God, and then you hold on to that, you are operating in stubbornness. You are operating in rebellion, and you have opened wide the door to, an e to evil spirits to come in and corrupt the original pure anointing that you had. It is common. Thank you, thank you um, uh, for bringing this scripture up. I, I don't have those scriptures in my notes. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God or allowed by God. Every time you see that in the Old Testament, God did this. God doesn't do bad things. The New Testament tells us that. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of life. And there's no variable. It doesn't change. It didn't change in the Old Testament. It's still the same. You know, that's why in James, it begins to say, do not err. It is an error to ascribe to God evil. God doesn't do evil. He only does good. Yes, he judges. He even kills. But even when he does that, he does it out of love and justice. And he never does it without giving warning. And giving somebody a very long rope. Go and check. He has never... He, he, he has not changed. He gave Lucifer a long rope. He didn't start, he wasn't enduring long. He did not become enduring long and patient and kind when he created man. He's always been, he, there's always been somebody who's been enduring long and, and he was enduring and he was patient and kind with Lucifer and all the fallen angels. It's when they crossed a particular line, he crossed, he drew the line so that they would not corrupt the other angels and corrupt the creation that he had made. You have to understand that about God. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness. He is not good today and bad tomorrow. Neither shadow of turning. The Bible is progressive revelation. Now the revelation we get at the end of the New Testament. So we have to interpret all other scriptures in the light of that. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. Was upon Saul. An evil spirit allowed by God. You know, that's the correct understanding. This is the letter. But what it really means is that allowed by God. You see it also uh, in um, Ahaz. He wants to go to Ramoth Gilead. So God, there's this um, evil spirits. They come to the throne of God, just like Job, Satan. And he said, who will go and deceive Ahab so that he will fall in Ramoth Gilead? And one spirit that of he said, I will go. I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophet. And the Bible, said, the Bible said, go, you will prevail. God allowed it because of Ahab's stubbornness, rebellion, and idolatry. See, sin, he said, when, he said let nobody should deceive you. He said, no, let no man see when he's tempted. He's tempted of God. He said, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed and lost when it has finished gives birth to sin. And sin when it's finished gives birth to death. That is the New Testament. That is the correct truth. So anything you see in the Bible, you have to interpret it in the light of that. That's why I recommended the other day reading E.W. Kenyon's book, The Bible in the Light of Our Redemption. It's a seminal book. If I had my way, every Christian would read it. it those are the things I read when I first got born again. You know, they helped me. They, I, God in his mercy and kindness, laid me a good, solid foundation. I recommended five of E.W. Kenyon's books. The Bible in the Light of Our Redemption. You know, um, um, uh, uh, 
the, 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 the father and his family, you know, the hidden man of the heart, two kinds of life, and there's, a, there's one. What happened from the cross to the throne? They contain gems of things that are there in the Bible, but they're hidden. And until you have a, a good anointed teacher to teach you, then you'll be ah! So, so when you now read the Bible in the light with those things at the back of your mind, you get correct interpretation. When you read the Bible without those understandings, the letter will kill you. Go back to that um, uh, First Samuel 16.23. So, the Bible says, you know, an evil spirit from the Lord, you know, so, or allowed by God, that David took a harp and played with his hand, so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. You see the same thing. Whenever the presence of the Holy Spirit is through a vessel who has the Holy Spirit, who is operating a pure anointing, when they are in, when they're around, they, re, they, they, they repress, they, they, they subjugate the operation of the evil spirit. That's why in a church like this, for example, you hardly ever, I'm sure you've never seen anybody in this church very rarely do, do what they call is manifesting. I won't allow it. And even when people have problems, you know, God has healed people. God has delivered people. You don't have to roll on the floor to get delivered. And vomit and shout and scream and, and, and disrupt the whole meeting. When the Bible says God does all things decently and in order. Come on. It's because they haven't read their Bible. Or they've read it and they don't understand it. And the evil spirits just run rife inside some of our services. And they call it, they say God is moving. That's not God moving, the devil moving. Because when God is moving, he's decent and in order. He said, let devil speak in tongues, two, by most by three, and let that be by course. He said, for God is not the author of confusion. I don't know where, I don't know. They don't read their, God have mercy on us. You know, throw away those kind of scriptures, you know, or ignore them as if they don't exist. And they say, God, no, God doesn't move like that. He's not the author of confusion. When you say confuse something, he's not God. Or the leaders don't have enough spiritual power coming out of them to repress the oppression of the evil spirits. That's the truth. That's why you don't see here. And people here have had all different kinds of problems. People have had problems with all different kinds of things, you know. And God has delivered them from them. It sounds just quiet, you know. Was, you know he said, and he, he cast out the spirit with his word. Anytime we pray here, and I cast out, a, do you think nothing is happening? Something is happening. It's, but it's a spiritual oppression. And it's being done decently and in order. Glory be to God. It's not only when they shout that you know that an evil spirit came out. And you know, Jesus always discouraged them. Whenever they said, say, shut up. That's the New Testament translation. The Old Testament, you know, the King James is hold thy peace. But the 21st century one, the, what he actually said is shut up. Come out of it. Did you notice uh, the Holy Ghost just speaking to me? And Jesus came down from the mountain and they brought the boy with the epileptic fit. Jesus is very angry with them. He said, what's wrong? 
They said, oh, you know, your, your disciples, we brought it, this my son. And he said, what is wrong? This will be paraphrase. What's wrong with you people? And after all, I've taught you, I've given you the borrowed anointing. You know, you heal the sick, raise the dead. Why can't this silly, silly devil? So he said, bring the boy to him. They bring the boy to him. You know, the devil, foolish devil. He, he puts the boy on the ground and rolls and shouts. He wants Jesus to start asking him, you know, and communicating with him and all of that. Jesus, Jesus ignores him. He ignores all that. Then he asked the father. He said, how long has this been? He said, oh, since we were, sometimes he wants to throw him in the fire and kill him. He said, but if thou can help us, you know, desperation. Jesus is angry. Not, uh, anger is too strong. Displeased. You know, you know, he said, if. He didn't say it like that. I'm only be saying it like that now. But this is a paraphrase. If. If thou canst believe all things are possible, then the man realizes his error. He said, Lord, help thou my unbelief. He said, come out of him. Immediately, he said that the die was spirit, you know, rolled the boy on the floor. Then there was no more action. He's gone. It was as if the boy was dead. But the boy wasn't dead. So he said, lift him up. They lifted the boy and gave him to his father. That's how to operate. All this nonsense where we indulge evil spirits. What's your name? My name is Ogbanje. <laughs> where are you from? I'm, yeah, I wonder. I live under a tree in Imo State. <laughs> Unless you follow me there and you go and get one stone that your great grandfather planted under the stone and it has a red um, uh, thread that is attached to it. Unless you get that something, you cannot deliver me. So you will follow the devil to Imo State. Oh, they've done it. Our people have done it. Then the, 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 the demonized person will take them to one tree. Then they will dig, 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 dig. Sometimes they will see the red stone all right. See, it's the devil who planted it there. And waste your time all from here all the way to Imo State. What you could have just done in a second. Give the Lord a clap offering. Who told you you have to go and get the stone before the person is delivered? He's cast out the spirit with his word. I don't need any silly stone. How many demons? The, the demons are silly. You have to understand that the devil, you know, is relative to God, he's wise, you know. Don't misunderstand me. I don't underestimate Satan, you know. But he's, he's you know, he does foolish things. You know, it's one of the reasons why God said in his word in 1 John chapter 5, when it says his commandments are not grievous. So, but whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that over even our faith. He's contrasting the commandments of God with that of the devil. The commandments of God aren't grievous. All you need to do is your heart, your mouth, you know, pray, you know, and you have the power of God to, you know, overcome whatever problem it is. But it's the devil who gives grievous commandments. Ah, you want to have power. Hmm. Go and see one Baba somewhere. They will give you this long list. You have to bring uh, five turkeys, uh, three fowls. This one must be white. You cannot have any something. It must be totally white. Then, you know, you go and cut the tail of ten lizards. I'm just, you know, making stuff up. But, you know, it's ridiculous. 
That's how silly Satan is. Ridiculous things like that. Eh? Go and bring me the mouth of a crocodile. <laughs> yes. You know, so when you bring it, you know, we will, you know, uh, crunch all of them together into something. You know, then we'll put it on a calabash. Then at midnight, you will come, you will be naked. You must not wear any clothes. Then you put that calabash on your head. Then you go and walk at a particular place, and it must be 12 sharp. Sharp, sharp. <laughs> it must be 12 sharp. Amen. And then if you really want the money and you want the power, you have to give us your first son. And they do it. And they get the money. And they pay with their first son. Men, foolish men, will do anything for power. Our God is not like that. His commandments are not grievous. You want to get power, you don't have to go and get the mouth of a crocodile. And the tail of seven lizards. And kind of something. Said the word is nice. Simple. Simple. In thy mouth and in thy heart. That thou mayest do it. His commandments are not grievous. His yoke is easy. His burden. That's how you can know when he's the devil. And even some of our brethren. Who have operated. Have operating, have operated and some are still operating. In corrupted anointings. They will start telling you all kinds of stupid things. You have to go get an anointing bottle. Then get the yes or then buy one cloth. And it has to be from their ministry. And you know, you have to pay, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever. These are things that are happening in the Pentecostal born again church. I'm talking about recognizing, avoiding, and overcoming corrupted and false anointings. Yeah, come on. Years ago, there was one person. I'm not going to mention the name because I, I want to believe that they have repented. I love them and I pray for them. I'm not against them. They are my brethren. I don't deny that they are brethren. They are born again. Spiritual. You know, I was telling people that if you want to be fruitful, you know, I'm talking about women who haven't had babies and all of that, go and cut purple and take the seeds. It was advertised. I shook my head. Where did you get that from? It's witchcraft. It's a corrupted anointing. It's a talisman. One person went somewhere and one man of God was doing miracles in that place. But to do the miracle, to get the miracle, he, like this place where Pastor Rose, uh, Pastor Rhoda is sitting, you know, up to where uh, 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 the brethren down there are sitting, you know, <laughs> where Brother Arau is, just all those, nah, I, 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 you know, just this, maybe five seats here, you know, make a square. Then I now put a piece of white cloth. It has to be white. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service 
and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.